everyone, it's Melanie, and this is Careers Without Four Years. Today, it's my pleasure to introduce you to Ray Thomas, who is Dean of Advanced Manufacturing and the Skilled Trades at Midlands Technical College in Columbia, South Carolina. So, Ray, there's a lot of confusion and I think under-recognition of the wonderful advanced manufacturing industry but can you really tell us what it is? Uh, when we think of advanced manufacturing and skilled trades, we really contrast that to some degree with the, the past notion of manufacturing kind of being in this dull, boring assembly line manufacturing plant facility. You can see uh, the vibrant, bright, um, technologically advanced nature of this setting that we're in. And this is fairly typical of the things that we think about when we talk about advanced manufacturing, but we're talking about utilizing facilities and resources and technology much better than just in a flexible nature, I guess, much better than just being in a, a inflexible manufacturing line. And so maybe when some people think about manufacturing, that's the vision that they have. But, but in reality, uh, we're, we're working with new technologies. We're integrating various aspects of manufacturing. And it's not just creating a part, but it's, it's being involved in the flexible design and developing products. It's thinking about how to connect with our customer base. And so we're integrating the business functions of sales and replenishment, logistics and the supply chain. And so we integrate a lot of manufacturing technologies like welding and like pneumatics and me mechanical power transmission and hydraulics and there's even a notion of industry 4.0, and that's the Internet of Things, right? So this interconnectivity that we have, and that brings in elements of even cybersecurity into the, the facilities, because when we're connected to the Internet, then we have security issues. This industry and all then the roles within it, and I know there are two that we'd like to talk about today, and one of them is mechatronics. So can we talk about that and the career path that that might open to someone interested so, so me mechatronics is this, and that really is one of my, I'm a, I'm a welder by trade and background early on, but mechatronics is one of my favorite um, areas because it integrates so many different types of technology. And so we really do integrate um, electricity and electronics and mechanical power. So like gears and motors and drive shafts and belts and chains. And so power transmission and then pneumatic power, which is like, uh, pressurized air cylinders and hydraulics, which is really, you think about the, it's the power that's behind um, an, an excavator or a crane or a bulldozer, you know how strong those machines are. Mm -hmm. And that's really just a function of, of fluid. So it's taking fluid power. It's integrating what we call a, a PLC, a programmable logic controller. And that's like the little computer that keeps all those technologies integrated correctly and work. We think about a, um, process in a, in a facility. Um, they need some computing components to integrate the different types of technologies that we have. But it, it's, it's, it's a field that you have to have a very, very broad and diverse knowledge and understanding, a real hands-on understanding of these technologies um, and how they work together in a facility. And so in terms of career paths, uh, I would say it's one of the highest in-demand jobs because of the nature of it uh, being so diverse uh, among areas. Um, 
but it, it has to do with keeping a facility up and running. So there's a, a, a maintenance of the facility. You think about a multi, multi-million dollar plant. If it goes down because of a part, then that company is losing sales and revenue, right? And so all of a sudden, the person that can come online and fix this highly integrated technical application is extremely valuable to the company. Beyond that, they're, they're working on developing new lines and, and how we can bring in new technology into manufacturing. And so one of my favorites is because it is such a broad, uh, diverse uh, offering uh, that you really have to be an, basically an expert. You're really an expert in your field in, in multiple areas. Um, this is a pretty highly paid area as well, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, it's it's not uncommon to see. I mean, it, it, we're talking about a, a two-year program uh, in mechatronics at Midlands Tech. Um, we're 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 talking fifties in, in that range, uh, potentially with plenty of opportunity for growth. Um, right, and um, just to all you listeners out there, it's kind of hard to talk about wages sometime without understanding regional differences in wages. So sure. there's about a 30% difference in the wages of say the Northeast where I am in the South because the cost of living is just a lot higher. So um, just keep that in mind because um, it's kind of hard to appreciate. Um, right, in California, for example, now the mean wages of a, manu a trained manufacturing worker like this are um, about $100,000. That's with benefits too. Um, so this is a great, I'm just saying, this is wherever you're living in the country, um, this is a great career path for you. And I just, I think it's great to understand, um, Ray, just all that goes into mechatronics because we're, you're in this factory now, right? Where you have million dollar pieces of equipment. And I know that what has happened, I've heard this story where we don't have any enough US people trained to operate this equipment. And then those jobs go to people from out of the country. For example, I know somebody who they manufacture um, environmentally efficient windows and they had a million dollar machine come in from Germany and they had to hire someone from Germany to come over and um, run it. And that was, that was a, six-figure job that they were trying to fill and they couldn't find a U.S. citizen to do it. So. Yeah, yeah, extremely lucrative field. And, and you're right about the cost of living uh, here in, in South Carolina. We have one of the lowest uh, cost of living uh, in the country. And uh, it, actually what is what makes this a great place to live and work. Um, <laughs> yeah. And the reality is our, our program, it, it, we do, um, we're, we are developing entry-level technicians, and so uh, we, we get their foot in the door in industry, and, and really, it is such high demand that the, the progression is immediately upwardly mobile for anybody that comes out of the program. Yeah, I want to compliment you on one thing that you mentioned to me, and I think this is really important now out there, because if you're a higher education consumer, and you should consider yourself one, right? Take a look at the graduation rates of some of these programs. Now, Ray's program under your wing, right? You have a 90% graduation rate. Can you tell me how you accomplish that? That's amazing. So, so 
we do have uh, high high success rates, um, and especially in placement, right, uh, for employment when they leave. So, what 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 makes our program successful in preparing students to enter the workforce? We do some things on the front end, Melanie, and and that's it's called a, there's a placement test that a student would take. We look at some other things like what types of courses they might have taken in high school, how well they did or didn't do in some of those courses, but that's all part of the entry process. The, the, then we wanna, the placement test is really not a test to say, hey, you're gonna get into our program or not. We want you here, but we wanna make sure that we have you set up for success. And if we find out, hey, there's some areas where um, we, we need extra attention maybe, so, so we do have the opportunity to kind of put you in the right level of courses. So if we need some additional math courses or um, something technical uh, to get you up to speed and make sure, we, and that's the bottom line. We just wanna make sure that students are successful once they enter the program. But beyond that, um, our dedicated faculty that we have here are doing what they do day in day out because they love what they do. They are so invested in the students. We have a, a fairly low student to teacher ratio. Mm -hmm. Highest in this area is about one to 15. Um, oftentimes we'll have a one to 12, one to 10 ratio. So there's a lot of individual attention from faculty that really wanna help you succeed. The nature of the program itself is designed in such a way that students come in um, and we just teach fundamental skills that build on themselves little by little gradually. And then we have things like capstone projects that help the students integrate all the things that they've learned into a, a, a projects that they under, that helps them really understand um, how these all work together. And then finally, another thing that we're really, really strong on here is in apprenticeships and that's working with our employers. And so we, we have programs where students are not only learning while they're in school, but then they leave here and they go to work with an employer. They're taking the things they learned that day and actually putting them to work in an actual employment setting. And so they're actually earning income while they're taking uh, classes here at Midlands Tech. And so we find out that reinforcing those skills in a work setting really, really helps them uh, become concrete uh, in the student's mind and, and, and really allows the student to make a bottom line contribution uh, to the companies that they're working for, even while they're in school. Um, you know what a huge fan I am of apprenticeship. So kudos for you guys for setting that up. Um, I don't know, we talked about learning styles really briefly and you know, I think most of us are kinesthetic learners, which means having some ability to interact with the material that we're trying to learn is really optimal. I mean, I know I'm someone that I'm not a great auditory learner, right? I, if I go to a lecture, I've got to sit there and write a lot down and highlight it and move it into my memory, you know, that way. And people can be audit or they can be visual, right? Some people can look at maps and videos and, and that's the way they learn best. But I do think like apprenticeships are great for integrating that all that knowledge that you're learning in a classroom, applying it on the floor, that's where we learn our lessons. Also, it's just more social, right? And I just have yet to see a person that didn't blossom under the attention of a caring adult. I just have never seen it. And I think it's very natural to human beings to be taught in this way. Um, and I just wish more and more employers would do that. But down there, you're in 
just a powerhouse of the manufacturing industry is in South Carolina. You've got Boeing, Volvo, General Electric, right? This just a handful of some of these big industry employers that is a strength of South Carolina. And if you're lucky enough to be down there, explore this career over there at Midlands because you really, you might just really find something that you love. This is a career path. This is a lifelong journey, learning journey in mechatronics, as I understand it, right? Where you can go from the floor to the office and back again, right? Absolutely. And, and uh, our, like an example is our, our talented faculty that we have on board here. Um, a lot of them is, have had years in the field uh, practicing uh, the disciplines that they're teaching now, and they, they, they love it. They still want to continue in the areas and, and give back to the, to the students that um, are going to be taking over um, as, as the workforce turns over and develops and trends and increases. Um, but yeah, then there's, there may be a path to continue in an educational environment, you know, after years on the, on, in a facility somewhere. Like so. you, right? Yeah, that, that's that your, very true. Yeah. That's your story. Is that correct? That, that's my story, basically. Uh, and I was, you know, a student in high school and really had an option to, um, I kind of, I remember a pivotal day when they said, listen, you can go and there's more, there's math classes and English classes and academic type things in this direction, or we have hands-on shop classes. And the one that I went into was metal trades. And I was thinking three hours in an environment like that really made a lot more sense. It just felt good to me than, than being in, in, in more classrooms. And so you're talking about learning styles. And I think that's, that's me. I like the hands-on. I'm an experiential learner. I learn by doing. Um, some of us can sit in a classroom and just absorb and take it in. Um, but I find that a lot of folks in uh, advanced manufacturing skilled trades learn by doing and that was certainly my case but yeah um so really took a shine to welding i, I really enjoyed welding i went on and and um uh, went to more school went to technical school just like midlands tech to learn welding um and then i went in the military and was a welding inspector and then i went on to um get a four-year degree in industrial technologies and then multiple other things, but finally ended up here uh, at Midlands Tech in, in education and uh, never looked back. Absolutely love, love this role. Well, um, now that we're talking about welding, and thank you for that, because I think you have a great story. And um, one thing that I think, one thing that I think Americans are looking for is mobility in their career choice. And that's why I say that is that in Germany, like there's a lot of training in mechatronics just to leap back for just a second right it's con considered like the foundational career right a foundational career path you can go anywhere from on the floor up to running the um the plant with beginning with mechatronics it's very comprehensive and fascinating so but when we're when we're talking about welding right? I, um, I think it's important to talk about, to help people be that good consumer, to understand what the manufacturing businesses in their area are needing in, employee, in their employees, right? And just what I've seen is people get what we call unmarketable degrees. You know, they go mm -hmm. through all this work and they spend all this time and they spend all this money and then they think they can get a job. And that 
particular employer doesn't need a TIG welder, for example. They don't, right? right? So can you give us, um, can you flesh out the welding program there a little bit for us and help us understand welding as a career path? Sure. Um, and, and I can tell you, it's to, to kind of tie into the point you just made, Melanie, we, we do have students, regularly we have students that have a four-year degree in something that they were just not employable and they end up coming to Midlands Tech uh, and, and we hear this over and over. I'm really looking for something that I can do to earn a good living. Yeah. And so um, in terms of welding, um, trying to think what it was that really sparked my interest. I think um, it was so foreign. You, you have this helmet that comes down and you really, you, you don't see much with the helmet until you start welding. And all of a sudden this light comes on and there's sparks and there's some metal things happening with the metal. And then you realize part of the metal is well as melting. Then you realize you can kind of have control over this. And then, then you, as you begin to learn, uh, you find out that there's a really, really um, technical skill set that you develop in learning how to weld and control that molten metal. And then beyond that, taking that skill set and building these fantastic things like bridges and buildings, and it could be decorative artwork and staircases yeah. and um, just on and on and on about the things that have welding involved in them. Um, but yeah, we certainly have, it's because welding crosses so much of our lives, uh, you can't drive down the road, for example, um, every vehicle that you pass, the 18-wheelers, think about the products that are on the backs of those 18-wheelers. They're uh, oftentimes welded products and components, machinery uh, that's being transported um, to manufacturing facilities and so on, airplanes. I mean, you just can't really look anywhere um, and not see welding involved. Beyond that, um, there's a lot of different kinds of welding. There's stick welding, MIG welding, TIG welding, flux core, uh, and then even those get to be advanced. And so they all have different nuances, but really what that means is uh, if you even like the idea of welding, then you'll be able to kind of focus in on one of those areas that really appeals to you the most. Uh, and there are tons of opportunities and not, you, you mentioned about upward mobility and that sort of thing. Um, a lot of times our employers will say, listen, we know that if they came through your programs, that they have the technical skills. One of the things that makes students employable and successful is some other things besides those technical skills. And it's sometimes I call them soft skills, yeah. but it's just being reliable and consistent and being part of the team player um, and, and contributing to the initiatives and the goals of the company. Yes. I mean, I think that it seems to be the, it seems to be the component in career success for almost every profession that I've found. Maybe if you're in some area where you don't have to interact with human beings, but also this is meant to encourage those of you out there that are maybe natural leaders or you're just naturally good with people. That is a skill. That is maturity as well. If you've been out of the workforce for a few years and you're thinking of going back and where could I find some opportunity to earn good wages and to have a career path and have healthcare and 401k, right? Think about this because your maturity is um, an asset in the job market, in any field you go into. But 
in advanced manufacturing like anywhere else. Your maturity matters, your skills of being able to tell your supervisor when you think there's a problem. That's mm -hmm. very good to speak up, to have a solution for a problem. That's also a soft skill. The ability to work with others um, well, right? We know like some of the biggest challenges we have in a work environment are communication with other people and employers see this every day, right? So that is, if you feel that you are right now um, working in a job where you manage people a lot and maybe you'd like to find something that is more interesting to you and opportunity, think about that as an asset um, and it truly is. And another thing I just wanna mention here is look at any education provider's relationship with employers. This one thing you told me, Ray, is that you, I think you said, we don't consider the job done until someone is employed. And I do feel that people out there, you can look for that in the place that you go to train. You can ask for that um, because it can make a huge difference. We tend to have this idea in, in higher education, sometimes it's catch and release, you know, like, Right. Okay, you just finish your training by, you know, but increasingly, um, especially community colleges, technical colleges are realizing that that trained person needs that clear path to employment. And um, if you just want to make a comment about that philosophy you have there, I'm sure it's something that makes your program very successful. Isn't, is that what you, that's sort of what you said to me. Is that right? Yeah, that's absolutely what I said. And, and, I, and it's true. And it's a hundred percent of what we do day in, day out. Um, the last thing that I would want to, to do is to encourage a young person to um, take on such an investment in themselves um, as going to school for two years to learn new technologies and, and, and all the effort and the work they're going to put into it and, and not have this reward of a, of a, a great, a great employment and a great career ahead of them. Fortunately, I work in an area where that's true. Um, but, but absolutely. Um, you know, Midlands tech is a, a state technical college part. Our mission, our mission statement is to provide quality, accessible, affordable education in a way that supports our local industry base and our local employers. And so by definition, that's what we do. And so it's not just a matter of, you know, trying to get as many students as we can and train for and then get tuition and revenue and then move on to the next one. It really is about developing the workforce, connecting students with the career that's satisfying for them in a way that makes life better for all of us that live here in the Midlands. And so I, I love that about uh, the, the college that I work for. Uh, and I love that about the part that I get to play in, the, in that in that role. Well, Thank you so much. I think that also just because I've talked to so many people at this point, um, that is a huge differentiator in terms of um, satisfaction is that being trained in something and then having to spend months or maybe even a year trying to figure out where that opportunity is, is I think too much of a burden for the public. So, yeah. you know, I'm sorry, what? No, I just gonna, I was gonna uh, add on to that. You know, we see a lot of the students, we have a lot of students that come from other institutions 
like a four-year program or uh, they're getting out of the military, they're changing careers, those sorts of things. A lot of our students are high school students and they're still trying to figure out life, right? And so they come in and they don't have, um, they don't have a clear idea of what they're going to be doing, what their future is going to look like. Um, they don't have skill sets. They don't have a way that they can go out immediately and provide for themselves. But Melanie, what I love about, I mean, I see this all the time as part of what we do. Um, we see those students come through, learn the skills and the things that we're teaching them. We see them graduate. They buy vehicles. They buy homes. They get married. They start families. And so it's just so neat to see that that change and that transition and to feel like that we're part of that uh, as we're, you know, meeting our mission uh, of the work that we do for at Midlands Tech. So. Well, you know, that's I think what we're interested in working on here is showing people what that middle path is between college mm -hmm. and the military. And that is the bulk of the job market are those jobs that require some training beyond high school but not a four-year degree, but in order to get them, you're going to need academic proficiency. So you don't need to be an A student. My point is that just understand there are lots of opportunities available for you if you master the basics. And if you haven't, you can go to your local technical, your public technical school or your community college, get assessed and they'll help bring you up to speed. So there is help available for you. And you really try to go to those public institutions where that is, their mission is to help you make that bridge into employment without a lot of debt. <laughs> well, and that's exactly what I was getting ready to say too. Um, the, the debt thing and, and for a couple of reasons, one, it's a shorter program, right? It's a two-year program. When a lot of ours, or we might have a six-month program. Uh, we've got certificates, degrees, and diplomas, um, and you'll find that at many technical colleges. So it don't, they don't all have to be a, a, an associate's degree. Uh, most of those jobs, those great jobs we're talking about, they're out there. You're right. They're more than high school, but they're not quite a four-year degree. Um, so then we think about the, the college debt, right, that goes along with a lot of these students that are, you know, pursuing a four-year degree, um, and, I, and I did. So I think it's a great path for the right for the right folks um, or the right application, the right career goals, that sort of thing. Um, but the, they we end up our students can graduate from here with like zero debt because uh, workforce development is such an important initiative across the country. There is a lot of funding in place for scholarships and grants and just unique um, funding opportunities. So, and a lot of times we'll have students, I had one, one particular student came through a, a six month welding program. He had never made beyond minimum wage before he came to the program. He graduated again, six, six months, zero debt. He was going, he went to work for uh, a nuclear power plant that, uh, at the time was under construction, not far from here. He was making over a hundred thousand dollars a year right out of school. Um, and I think it was about a 19-year-old young man. That is awesome. So another thing that we look at is where is the opportunity in your local job market? Understand your local job market. Talk to your local employers. Get to know them. Get to know people that work for them. I mean, you can go to where people work and find out where people get coffee or have lunch, or you can go to job fairs, or you can go to um, meetup groups if there's one in your area for your profession. Look for places to 
get to know people. Um, the great value of that is financial. You won't make a mistake getting into a program that is too expensive and delivers nothing, which I see happen a lot. Also, you'll just be prepared exactly for what that employer wants. Thanks for listening. If you like what you've heard today, please comment, like, and share it, and subscribe for more great interviews and ways to save money on college and trade schools, and even find free training. And don't forget to look me up. <laughs> um, I'm over on TikTok, YouTube, and Instagram. Take care.